Hey. Oh, hey, Jeff. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, talking about Superman. Oh, cool. I could talk about Superman. I could talk some more about Superman. We know. I'll bet a few people would want to get in on this. I'm down. You know it. That sounds like fun. I'll do it. Cool. Let's do it. We can call the show Men of Steel. And you can find it at certainpov.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. You're listening to the GBN Golden Red Broadcasting Network. Trainers at your ready. And welcome to the Champion's Path. Hello, Jono! You're listening to the Goldenrod Broadcast Network. Welcome to Champion's Path, a Pokemon podcast. As always, I'm your Poke host, Maddie Limerick. And on today's show, I'm joined by champion trainer himself, Dean Mahoney. Dean, welcome to the show. <laughs> Glad to be here. So, Dean, why don't you just tell everyone at home a little bit about who you are? Well, I've been a Pokemon trainer for... Ooh, roughly 20 years at this point. You love it. Been uh, been doing it for a long time. Been through every region. Uh, it has been just absolutely a journey in and of itself. And who is Dean as a person when he is not battling Pokemon on a video game system? Uh, well, uh, a professional musician, uh, a professional coffee roaster, uh, a sound designer actor uh pretty much you name it i've done it so it's uh there's a lot going on you are a jack of all trades which is something i absolutely love about you so you said uh, listen <laughs> i feel like the moment you master something it means it's time to be terrible at something else because we're always learning and we're always growing uh though we're recording this on pokemon day uh, the day that yeah. Scarlet and Violet is released, but also more importantly, the week that Ash, Satoshi, the 25-year protagonist who is always 11, has actually won the Pokemon World Championship. So proving that you can one day be the best that there ever was. So you said you've been playing for 20 years. Give us your background around Pokemon, kind of where it started and, and kind of where you've been this time. Oh gosh, it started uh, when I was <clears throat> I was six years old and I begged my folks for a Game Boy. And I, you know, I had like some Pokemon cards. I didn't know how to play the game at all. Of course, like, nobody did. No one way did. above, yeah, way outside of what I thought I could do. But I got the games and I first got red version. And let me tell you, like the amount of harrowing trials and tribulations getting through that old game. I had a friend who traded me an Articuno, quote-unquote, I'm using the quote fingers, uh, and it was just a pity. I was gullible, deeply, deeply gullible. I I was a youngster back then. You know, it uh, it was rough. Uh, and mm. then I got to got to gold, and that is where I hit my stride. I mean, mm -hmm. really, I, I jumped into Pokemon, like everything from, you know, the, the games to the anime to a little bit of the card game. But it just, it really, you know, it filled my life up. You know, I mean, even still, like, I have all the badges on my patch jacket to this day of the first eight gyms, working on getting those next ones. But, uh, no, it's uh, it's just truly one of the best fantasy worlds that I have ever been a part of. And, like, the fandom is great. Well, decent. Like, it's decent. just... Decent, yeah. decent for fandom's sake. But uh, uh, you are correct yeah. as far as fandoms goes. It is it is one of the better ones. 
Yeah, yeah, it just it encompasses all ages, which is what mm-hmm. you know Pokemon is kind of about. You know, it's like not just about like, oh, it's a thing for kids. Like it's both like a total thing for children and also like people who've been playing this for 20 years like us. Like, I mean, you can't beat it. It's it's yeah. amazing. I mean, the, the amount of lore that lives inside of it, like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, even and the new styles of gameplay that they're inventing for mm-hmm. the video games. I mean, Pokemon Legends Arceus, I mean, you can literally catch God and make him a farmer. I mean, that's amazing. Like it's, Th- that sounds like some shit from a Philip Pullman book. Like that sounds like a <laughs> plot from actually it's a, does sound a little bit like the plot of the Amber spyglass. Exactly. The, yeah. That series spot on. <laughs> I love amazing. that. But I think you've really kind of hit the nail on the head is that it's why this franchise still continues to work is that, you know, a lot of the kids, they're going to age out. You're going to age out of it. It's, it's like a lot of things, but a lot of people have also talked about playing with their siblings that they had close in age. And so they played, but it's also one of those things that you might get a large group of kids that age out of it, but you're getting an even larger group of kids that age into it because, Mm -hmm. um, like our first guest, Nate said, he was like, he had a really hard time learning how to read and write in school. And he actually really learned reading and reading comprehension at age six from playing Pokemon. And I can say similarly. Yeah. It's, it's something I think that's so much larger because that was also the era when parents with like GTA parents were like, kids are going to be murderers from video game. And it's like, all right, Linda, sit down. But it's it's actually I so much more pet like my Cyndaquil if I can find I, a way how I, I know I just want to have my sassy chikorita like that's all I want also because like I started with silver so I'm also very biased about that part of the franchise um, oh yeah but it's just and those early games are hard like I went yeah. back and have played I played them all subsequently and I don't think I didn't play Gen One on its own until. I did. Well, I did leaf green some Uh years ago, but like the original, original, I didn't do it until I went back and I bought it for my 3ds. And I was like, Oh, this bitch is hard. Like silver and crystal were so hard, but it's so difficult, but it was like a rewarding and almost Uh like it's just approachable kind of difficult. It was like, I know I'm going to beat this if I just look mm-hmm. at it in a different way. Whereas like, granted, Whitney being the all famous, deepest, difficult gym <sighs> leader. Can I, I mean, tell you, I, I had a, I had an epiphany earlier that it's why so many like straight and straight adjacent or like, I guess people who are into women whatever that means for you or female identifying people. Um, so many of them had a manic pixie dream girl face because Whitney was their first manic pixie dream girl. Yep. And me earlier. Oh, yeah. and, but let me tell you, like, I mean this in the most like complimentary way, but like Whitney and her mill tank were serving cunt, like every way that you can break that down. Like she was pure evil, that mill tank. But what's so funny is then like you could catch a mill tank and it would be nowhere as strong as Whitney's. Nothing. Like it's nothing compared to Whitney's perfect EVs. Yeah. It's also like when you catch um, a legendary and the legendary has trashed you 12 times, you've literally saved just before the battle so that like you waste that master ball and then you turn it off and turn it right back on. So you can like do it again. But then the moment you get that legendary and team and you're like, Oh bitch, I'm going to wipe the elite four. And the sweet coons like, I don't know. Should I do blizzard? Oh, I can't. Sorry, sorry, boss. I can't do it. I just, yeah. Like that. I think it's a Zatu 
to or a not to is the first thing that uh you go up against an elite for and it's like uh-huh. fuck your sweet coon and it's like it is okay, out thanks i get and then by the time you get to lance you've got like <laughs> my typhlosion has like yes. a bloody eye it's limping it's like dragging it's like dragging my half dead amphros along with it you've got no pp left you're just no like I've PP got left. for some reason why do i have tackle <laughs> yeah and it's and it's like i've got a i've got a psyduck that's got a that's that i taught surf to but it's 20 it's like 20 uh levels too shy because uh-huh. i just made i just made my typhlosion or my for alligator the mm-hmm. tank through the whole game and then i was like okay the rest of my team's 10 10 uh 10 levels two under but okay here we go because and then and this then you is- the classic the classic like drain your potions where you're like oh switch them out kill him with a potion switch him back in one hit all right switch him back out hit him with a potion switch him back in like it it's endless especially because lance's gyarados should not be as hard as it is to beat no. but it is yeah. i was like also what masochist at game frequent you know what we need because they're french in my head they're french because the french are all evil you know what we need uh a team that is just a gyarados and five dragonite wouldn't that just be the worst and it's just yeah my accent work is terrible uh, that's why I wasn't an actor. No, it's completely uh, disconcerting. They were like, and, they were doing it to children. Oh, like, and you like it's it's the late '90s, so they're sitting in a boardroom, all chain smoking, mm-hmm. and it's like Gremlins level lighting in it. I'm just making everyone at Game Freak a villain at this point, and you're just they sitting there villain. and like. My 16-year-old self was like leaving through the Prima guide, praying for an answer from whatever gods would listen. Oh, like guide. it's just oh my poor listen. Guide. I miss no, those. No. I got, they I were so good. Uh, our Nate, who I had on our first episode, mm-hmm. we were talking about Pokemon Coliseum, and he held up his Prima guide of Pokemon Coliseum with the 999 price guide. And I was like, I miss those fuckers because I think they the last amazing. game, I think Black and White was the last one they did a Prima guide for because mm-hmm. they released the like hardcover one. Yeah, the really and special the one. Pokedex. Now, and that was at that point, it wasn't Prima doing it, it was Game Freak doing it. So it's they still didn't tell you everything, but yeah. I loved being able to go through and be like okay i need to find this 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 and this tells mm-hmm. you where all the tms are where all the hms are yeah no i also so- love like the little extra facts that they threw in there uh-huh. like in those guides like just that the little like liner notes little cliffs notes things like all yeah. oh, right like this pokemon only comes out in the night because of this like yeah i think one of the things i love about pokemon is that it fed that like really young biologist like obsession mm-hmm. of like wow look all these animals that they do all these things and they have ecosystems and biomes and it's they, there's mm-hmm. so much going on you know oh, yeah. and i would love one now like i would actually love like a fake science book about evolution and regional evolutions because i love the regional evolutions i, I think, think are the regional the regional types i think they're great um so we went through red was the first game you played, but you then moved on, you know, more. So you said you put, you had the cards and this is happening with everybody. Cause I also had the cards, but never played um, yeah. until I was then like at new Paltz. And then I was like, I'm going to be an actual tournament player. And I was, and it was stupid expensive. Um, but it wasn't until I became an adult, which is funny though. I did love, like I would go to, comic and card shops and i'd be the only one there playing and then like moms would show up with their like thermoses of tea which i'm sure had bourbon in it with their nine and ten year olds and they were like can they just play with you they don't actually know what they're doing and it's the only time i've enjoyed like 
kids because like something about me is I hate children I hate your kids I which is funny because I love theme parks but I actually love sitting there and like teaching kids how to play Pokemon like it was actually a really fun well, because time you're, you're like enjoying it like an experience in a game yeah. you know except I loved the day I was there with my ex and the kid was like um I'm going to evolve my Squirtle to Wardle uh and and I was like it's War Total and he went um, actually, sir, it's Wartle. And I was like, and my ex just kind of looked at me and I was like, all right, kid, it's Wartle. And yeah, I was for just all of like, you listening, the look of shock on my face is something that has never been there before. Wow. It was the best. It was the before, I think it was before the meme existed, because uh, this was pre-meme culture, uh, which shocking there was a time before meme culture. I mean, technically, like. We used to buy our memes from Hot Topics, so like whatever, but like before internet meme culture. And it was, it's so of like, don't quote the old magics at me. I was there when they were written. Like, <laughs> but so did you watch the anime? And I any did. Of the movies? Yeah, I watched all the way through uh, Gen 3, and then I just kind of okay. fell off the anime. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's actually so um, my fiance and I actually started uh, watching the anime again and i'm uh -huh. like we could we could like watch this until like now until like the very end because we don't know the whole thing at all yeah i did see some memes online that butterfree comes back and that oh like i didn't watch the anime but for everyone who was like that must have been the most heart-rending happiness oh can I? Okay, so you and Casey have to watch Journey. It's the one that's mm -hmm. on Netflix. One, it's phenomenally produced because it's just Pokemon Company and Netflix. Nice. There's no like, there's no one in between. And so they're really kind of able to lean into it. And they introduce a character named Go, who's from um, um Galar. And okay. he is like canonically Ash's boyfriend. Hmm. Like they don't get creepy about it, but they're like, they were roommates like it's one of those like they were they they're were they're they're, right. they're boys they're boys who are good friends but it's like mm. and then very in this last friend. step very good friends but like not gross but it's like like they just want to spend all their time together and they learn and goes like i just love watching ash battle i learned so much from him i love watching him and i was like you love him you love him um, and like the the, the girl and the 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 redhead girl from the game who has yampers she's in uh -huh. it as well and she she always looks at them and goes bitch we know what's up um but what's really great about journey is because it's culminating in they knew i mean because this is in the week that ash has won um they knew that that's what they were aiming for because they also said that as they were moving forward towards the 25th and beyond they were probably going to phase ash out as the protagonist wow. which it's now i think they literally did the best they could he's done it for 25 years he has won the world championship so they could pivot to someone else now which i think is awesome but what they've done through journeys is they reopened the world so like some episodes they go from pal they'll go from galar to canto they go from canto to wow. th yeah they, so they're in like they'll revisit ash's friends in now, in now did you see the youtube series origins like that, yes. the one that was so it's so good, amazingly good. so good. Well, like, and then they did they did them for um Sword and Shield as well. They did a bunch of short episodes about oh, the chairman. Yeah, it's the same art style. Oh, it's cool. it's so good. I think it's six episodes. You guys have to watch it. They're like ten minutes each. Um, yeah, I just I kind of always wanted a slightly grittier anime for Pokemon, like just a little bit, you know. 
Well, like, I like the, the origins of, of like, like the level of like a fantasy novel, like yeah. a little bit more grit, a little bit more reality. Mm-hmm. But oh, well, actually, and- I had a, I to be honest, this might derail everything, but I don't care. Okay, eating Pokemon, canon, not canon. What is going on here? Because so, I. Have- Slowpoke tail is canon, like that people canonically yeah. eat slowpoke tail. Yeah. And I think it's because they look at them as like a dumb Pokemon. But then my question is in the anime, and it's hard because the anime and to me, the game worlds are two different worlds. Yeah, they They've set a little bit to so we see dogs and cats and fish and birds who are not Pokemon in the anime, but right. only in but only in Orange Island, like only in that original run. Yeah. So but I guess technically, because let me tell you, I bet I bet Goldine steaks are delicious. Fantastic. Like sea I bass. Bet, yep. I, I bet sharp I bet Sharpedo thin is fucking delicious. It has to be. Um, I bet Jellicent is one of the most decadent things ever. Mm-hmm. Because also think about it, you're actually eating things that have been imbued with literally otherworldly power in many situations. Yeah. But then okay. like, a, but then a ghost Pokemon, are you, it, are you eating? Well, it must be, it must be ethereal and intangible. I mean, but there's so many, like, that's the thing that like in the Pokemon world, I really wish there was just some central facet of lore that could really tie it all together, you know? Cause well, like are ghost Pokemon corporeal? Or are they incorporeal? You know, I would, I would probably argue. Oh my god, this takes me back to Fat Bob's. Like these, like one a.m. <laughs> halfway through. So Dean and I lived across the hall from each other in undergrad in these two apartments that our theater department passed down. Um, and so there would be many a nights that I would walk across the hall, and Dean and Ryan Christopher Thomas and Avery and uh, Casey when she wasn't working would sit there literally making ridiculous cocktails and just talking ridiculousness. So this is so that kind of conversation, but I would say probably I thought about this actually recently that I feel like the only ghost Pokemon that are corporeal are the ones that are dual type. Yeah. I feel like if you were just a solid ghost Pokemon, there is no body unless there are this like you know it's like ghost dark like Mm -hmm. so i would say well i'd say that's just Mm -hmm. some shadow and some stuff i don't want to mess with yep because it's also like if you look at something like um (laughs) pumpkaboo and gorgeist they're like half tangible half like shadow the same thing with like trevin i'm saying is pumpkaboo probably tastes great in a pie (gasps) listen the most uh, listen Uh uh-huh Oh, a Gorgeist pie? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. uh, a roast, a roast Gorgeist stew, I bet would be delicious. Um, I also feel like uh like spritzly would be so like the most delicious candy. Like I feel like oh, yeah. and you can't you can't tell me vanilla would not be delicious. Vanilla is a literal ice cream cone. A like, literal ice cream cone. Uh, well, and the only one I don't want to think about is like taking a bite out. Like, could you imagine, especially now that we have like 14 food type Pokemon that like your 
doing really poorly on your Pokemon journey. You're in the middle between two towns. You get so hungry and all you have is your Fido. Like, could you imagine that little yeasty boy? See, like that's the kind of dark shit that I, I really didn't want to read, but I know we're going to have to. Well, like, and I, I apologize for everybody who is so angry on their commute with me right now that we're even talking about this. But there are certain ones that like, I don't want to eat a Lapras. Nobody better eat a Lapras. Do not fucking eat a Lapras. But like, also, you can't tell me that l- Pokemon like Stunfisk and Love Disc don't exist purely for consumption. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Love Disc. And- Love Disc is probably an aphrodisiac, if we're being honest. Probably, probably. Um, also, you got like, like a Chansey egg. I bet it's delicious. It must be super tasty. But man, you don't want to get one of those a little bit past its prime. Right. It's gonna be well, real dark. Uh, or or that is a delicacy that like Giovanni likes because it's like a half form. It's like a half form so or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard thing is like I also bet Magikarp is fucking delicious. Yeah, it's got it's a carp. Of course, carp is great. Yeah, yeah. like it's uh, little things like that or like there are certain like. Like, I, I'm all I'm saying is we got lechonk and ham is the first item you can buy for a sandwich. I love lechonk. Uh, me too. Lechonk was my favorite. Look, Game Freak knew what they were doing when they released Smolib and lechonk. Uh huh. Like the first trailer, they were like, "Yep, these are the memes. Go for it." Yep. Oh, and then Fido. I was like, "Oh, y'all are giving it." But also, like in the anime, part of the gym that you um go to like part of the fairy gym in journeys and sword and shield is you have your, your mini challenge, if you will, um, is building the most beautiful cake with an Alcreme partner. Like you partner with a certain flavor of Alcreme, everybody picks one. Mm-hmm. And then whoever wins gets to battle the fairy type gym leader in the anime. Ooh, and so like the Alcreme the whole point of Alcreme is to create delicious cream. So you don't eat Alcreme, but part of their existence is to, to make like, delicious cream. Yeah, That's exactly. Cool. Like I was like, why wasn't Alcreme introduced in X and Y? Because that just seems French to me. Yeah. But I, 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 but also like makes totally sense for the UK, like the British and yeah. Irish region. Um, See, I, now, just, I was very upset that this, oh, not very upset, I thought that if they had finally made a Pokemon in Italy, we would have had the best New Jersey Italian memes with Pokemon that could possibly have existed. But we'll you get also, there. I think it's going to be next time. Also, what? no, watch. I want a meatball Pokemon that is fire and normal type. Oh. And it's a spicy meatball. I want it so hard. That's what I want. (laughs) Um, So Dean, what is your favorite Pokemon game of all time and why? And this can be, this can be side series too. It doesn't even just have to be main series. To be honest. I mean, I'm really split uh, between Pokemon crystal and legends Arceus. Like it, it, it just truly was like the most complete game that has ever been made. 18 badges. I mean, granted, look, I just started Pokemon Scarlet, so like we're gonna find out, and there are 18 badges, quote unquote, in Pokemon Scarlet. I just beat one of them, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And like the thing that I love, they finally did it. I've been waiting for this in a Pokemon game. There's finally just the the slight hints of an ecosystem. There's like a side <gasps> I love that will just like stand there and watch you battle, and you're like, why are you standing there? And they're like, hi, <laughs> it's great. 
like, like I that th- that's what's so funny thinking about every time someone's like I want to live in the Pokemon world and there is a um graphic designer he's an animator who does TikToks and it's like hyper realistic yeah like, I don't what know. and it's like walking down at walking down an alley and then suddenly a fucking ghastly appears and you're like oh no this shit would be terrifying because I imagine camping and waking up and then you're just surrounded by Psyduck and like they're derby and adorable, but like that's got to be the most off-putting thing of just their giant eyes going, sigh. And you're like, disturbing. and then you're like, and then you forget. You're like, oh no, they're actually psychic Pokemon. What's happening right now? <laughs> Why am oh, I? Oh my god, what's going on? Ah! <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I love that because that is one of those things that even as they had like Pokemon that would like you could see their sprites in the wild grass Mm -hmm. they never really had things that like adjusted with the ecosystem that's actually happening around you no exactly and like granted they really haven't pushed that as far as I know they could Mm -hmm. like there's there's a whole level of systems design that they really could have incorporated into Scarlet Violet that maybe maybe there's more that I haven't seen because again I just started the game like four hours ago but like you know that's what I've always craved in a Pokemon game is truly an actual world that continues to exist without me in it that yeah. like there's like a migration of Taurus that go across the plains, like mm-hmm. yeah, something simple like that, you know. And then you have to go find it, sort of like a Red Dead kind of level yeah. of realism. Oh god, I fucking love that game, and also the fact that like you can just go like spend six hours playing poker in a bar if you want, yeah. and the whole and, world keeps going. Yep, it's just gonna keep moving. I'd say that's only probably because. We're again, this is in hours after its release, so we're not going to go into it too in depth, even though these will release in January. Um, that I feel like it's probably Scarlet and Violet are stretching the current switch, which is five year old technology at this point, yep. to its. And I feel like we might get the sequel game in a year and a half when the new switch comes out with Breath of the Wild 2, or yeah. they're going to do a joke because they already said that it comes with DLC programmed into it and they're going to yep. release the DLC in like six months. I'm hoping though that we'll start getting some patches that, was, that it can run a little smoother for everybody, but I. I would say, Dean, that's probably only the reason why that they didn't do even more. Yeah, is like they're because they're touching it. They're really yeah. touching it. Like they're trying to get there. And like, frankly, I mean, I saw a meme and I believe it. Like Paldea is kind of Detroit. Like yeah. it's just everything is trying to kill everything else. And it's really hilarious to read those Pokedex entries. But like, and no offense if you're from Detroit, not at all. But, you know, us from New York don't know what the Detroit is like. It's one of the few cities I haven't <laughs> been to. Yeah. But I mean, I do, I, it, but it does make more sense though. Like that's the thing is, is like in sword and shield, when you're in the wild zones and things are chasing you and you're like, holy fuck, or in legends of Arceus, when the alpha Pokemon are coming after you and there's really nothing you can do to stop it. And you're like, oh God, this is what it's actually like. Oh God, I am deeply filled with more anxiety than myself <laughs> already is filled with as a deeply anxious no, person was not a peaceful pokemon game it no. was an actual arpg and yeah. to be honest i respect it what a jump like yeah. actually casey was telling me my fiance was telling me that she really wishes that they had one for the johto region for all the the you know the all the three legendary dogs mm. and ho lugia like way back in that day when sprout tower was actually built like that would be uh. the 
playlist version of uh, that. I have such a deep need for that in my the deepest part of my being. Yeah, is, like, I just so... I love Joe. Well, I mean, I had another guest that brought up that like they allude to the fact that there was a Pokemon War literally like 20 years before the first game. Like Lieutenant yeah. Surge served in that war. I kind of would love to go back and see like a mid-century pokemon game like not that yeah. far in the past but like yeah. just enough that it's like world war ii style like uh-huh like that yeah. could be very fun well because they even alluded to multiple pokemon wars because in x and y we get the like thousand year old war yeah and like that takes you back to like tudor england which i think is kind of really fun and exciting yeah. like there's just so much like that a I war really... of the roses type deal in uh-huh. pokemon like it well, would like, be yeah. really cool well, and they could even make it like the current Digimon game, Digimon Survive, is really like a visual novel with turn-based battling. Yeah. They could do that same thing with Pokemon where it is a more advanced game. And so they're actually telling you could play just action or you could play a storyline oh, with it. Well, you could bring back um, what's, uh, the Nintendo DS game, uh, Pokemon yep. uh, Conquest. Yes. Conquest. Oh, that game was I, okay, so bad, I though. Love- PRP like so much like deeply they are my favorite style of game short of Pokemon like if they made a Pokemon Conquest version of the Pokemon War I would play that for years like I'd still be playing it if it came out years ago I think I just didn't understand the kind of game that conquest was supposed to be Mm -hmm. and that's why i just didn't succeed because i didn't get what i was supposed to do with it Mm -hmm. but i think that it would be it would be better now but it's one of those we did it like it's in look it's open they could do it i mean i really i hear rumors that they're going to bring back mystery dungeon which would be phenomenal like Mm -hmm. would love that but who knows yeah oh game freak This is always a polarizing question. It's a hard question. If you had to pick one singular Pokemon to be your favorite, which Pokemon is it? Joltik. (gasps) I love that. A cool spider boy. He's so I love that Pokemon. It is my favorite. I never thought that I'd be able to pick a favorite Pokemon. But when I played through, which which gen was that? It was... um, uh, the one with the the big electric gym, um, uh-huh. the I tower, think, um, the French um, one. Oh, um, that's that's X and Y. That's Clement's and y. gym. Yeah. yeah. When I when I found that Pokemon, I this is my friend. This is going to be my friend. He is going to help me charge my phone, and he is going to be my buddy, and he's going to. Live and the in fact my that he's like this big, he is so small. I, I did not realize how favorite. small he is. Like, what a friend. Like, the best kind of friend to have. Oh, yes. A tiny friend who can also help you fight and get to the top. I'd give him an Everstone. I mean, he'd be smaller than the Everstone, but I'd give him a little tiny chunk of Everstone. Like, it's true. Oh, that'd be... i give him a little collar. Um, I really wanted him to get a Mega Evolution, though, because I thought it would be really fucking funny. I thought that'd be so precious. The um, giant Joltik. Okay, because that game, so that that is one that I loved Joltik, especially when I realized how tiny he was. But then that anime did something that the anime does really well, which is make me care about Pokemon I didn't care about before. Yeah. And in that anime, it's Dedene. I uh-huh. would die for Dedene. So really? 
Yeah. So Clement travels with Ash on the journey. So Clement becomes, but his sister Bonnie is introduced and she is like eight. And Mm -hmm. so she can't be an official Pokemon trainer and they find a Dedenne that they rescue. And, and she's like, but Clement. And so Dedenne travels in her little messenger bag and they're the best of friends, but she's not officially Dedenne's trainer, but they're best friends. And I care I care about Dedenne so much because of the anime. It's like Wabafet. I didn't care about Wabafet, except for I would also die for Team Rocket's Wabafet. Like, oh yeah, that Wabafet is is a piece of living gold. But it's also I think it's that same gen. It's a uh, uh, Tyrant. I love him. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what is it? It's the little hermit crab with the rock. I love that one. And uh, Inkay. I think that's the NK as well. Oh, okay, um, great. Also, the most fun evolution mechanic. Like, uh, what also, does it take to discover that? Like, also Malamar being a literal, insidiously evil Pokemon. Like, yeah. I don't want like my NK to evolve in that situation. Like an Eldritch like, God. Like, it's just it's literally. So and I love that they play with that in the anime that Jesse and James keep running into Malamar and they are the scariest thing ever. And oh they are God, so afraid really? of it. Oh yeah. But their Inke tries to always defend them because James Inke, <laughs> and it's always, it's so good too. Cause James always just like, would you travel with me? Would you be my partner? And you're like, why is James the goodest boy? Because also Jesse and James boy. are the goodest. They are. The, they're the best. So, they are the goodest villains that ever existed. They truly are because they're not really villains, especially when we meet like Bonnie and Clyde and Butch and Cassidy. Oh, like, yeah. And then also just like uh, Giovanni, who's just a piece of shit. Like, evil. Pure evil. Pure evil. But I love that in silver and in gold, his son is your, is your uh, rival. Yeah. Oh no! That, I I, the fact that. that that doesn't return later in the series really upsets me. Me too. Me. The closest we get is kind of N, but like N is such sort a good of. character. Yeah. Um. But he's not your he's not your rival. But he was also one of those villains that was like, "Yo, N's right. We're fucking this world up." Uh, so, <laughs> like, yeah, so no, I, he's got it. <laughs> so I just kind of delved into it a little though. Is there a Pokemon that might not be your favorite, but that you would defend with your life when anybody's talking shit about it? Is there a Pokemon that you just like love and you would defend? Oh gosh. Um. I mean, it can be your favorite too, but no, no. I'm just trying to think of one that someone would also talk shit about. Um, well, it's it's like a, like I know people who uh, would die for Dunsparce, and I'm just like, listen, oh, go I'm off. Sorry, no, that's the one. Yeah, I would die for Dunsparce. I would absolutely I in a that. heartbeat. I would lay down my life for Dunsparce. <laughs> he is just precious. Like it doesn't it doesn't know how to do anything. It's just it's yeah, just it's it's so nice. Like it just tries so hard. It's every time an evolution this generation and I can't wait to see it. Fucking deserved. It's going to do fucking nothing. Deserved. Yeah. And it just gets, I mean, really, it just gets bigger. And I think it's fangs get a little bigger from the art that I've yep. seen of it. I think it yep, just gets better. bigger, which like, good on you. I want like a wall lord size Dunsparce. Like, Gosh, I, I just want it. to be that asshole. Like, I think that'd just be lovely. Um, yep. So, so everybody always talks about legendary. And I am one of those people that I think having a legendary on your team is cheating in oh, many ways. No, I believe that. But. And I tend to like mythics more than I like legendaries. Right, but yeah. if, if, so let's say everybody gets one attempt at finding a legendary in their Pokemon 
career as a Pokemon trainer. And like, I feel like to get the master ball, you have to be like a certain age. And then you, you have to be able to like, also have like ranger skills and things. What mm-hmm. is the one legendary out of every gen that you would go to hunt down to try to, even if it's like research and not capture, but like that you tried to like hunt down and learn about what is that okay, one? So this one's like really tough for me because within the confines of the Pokemon universe, I mean, Arceus is literally God. Literally so, God. Like, it's it's a hard one to not be like, yeah, I could catch that. But like, I got it. I got to say, I think the one that I would spend the most time is Ho-Oh. I would absolutely go out of my way to go and find this good luck bird that will give me good luck if I see him. Like, I I really want to see the bird. Like, I think that's the right thing. I would go to the ends of Ecruteague City just to find Ho-Oh. It would make me very happy. And for me, it would be Lugia. I would be one of the people from the second Pokemon film that are in that village that are just like defending. Or now after seeing Wakanda forever, I feel like the people that defend Lugia and protect it are the are like are like Namor's uh race of, of the people that live in Talukan. Like I just I want to protect uh, uh, Lugia with my life. Like just like be there, be there. Um be their emissary, be, be everything. Just cause that big, beautiful water bird. I love them so much. I just, but <laughs> I also, swan. the giant swan. Um, but I also would love way more to hunt down something like a mythical because mm. it's like, do we know if they exist or not? I don't know. But also in those movies, like Jirachi is the cutest. I, I also yeah. Also, like this, the movie with Celebi, where we learn that you watch a Pokemon die for the first time, and you're like, "What? What? What? It can die? What? They, what? They you just die? see the, yeah. the the shriveled, the shriveled husk of a Celebi, and then Suicune mm-hmm. comes and saves the day, and I was like, that's my baby. Yes. Uh, or even just like Victini, or the um, the the three sprites from diamond and pearl because i'm playing pearl oh right yeah now, so yeah I, like the, i always just love those or even like um meloetta is so cute or zygarde. zygarde would be a really fun one to try and find oh yeah oh yeah like there there's just so many that i think even like i feel like you're a cryptozoologist, but your entire thing is trying to to prove the existence of mythical Pokemon. Like, I feel like that's just fun. <laughs> Basically, like, just it, it's just Eugene. That's it. Yeah, like, it's just I mean, well, trying I mean, to find is that truly, I mean, truly, isn't that what like a folklore, like, wouldn't that be like the idea of be, having a doctorate in folklore? Like yeah, now would be, it. yeah, pretty much. I think that'd be so much fun. Um, Okay, so let's get into it. So there are lots of careers in the Pokemon world. And, uh, you know, if you're an NPC, your career or what you do defines like what you're known for. So I'm going to add a question that's not on the list that I gave you. What would your NPC type be? Oh, man. So I've always held the tag Cool Trainer Dean. Uh, because I think and literally it's still my Venmo handle, like just cool trainer Dean was always what I thought, like, oh, wow, maybe I'll be a cool trainer. And then I was like, well, I'm not that good. So I'm probably not going to be an ace trainer. Like, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, and I think that, yeah, probably cool trainer would be where I'd sit. 
Um, would love to be ace trainer Dean. That'd be uh that'd be a, a far reach, but I, I'd hope to get there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think those are the two cool trainer or ace trainer in my head. The only people who can be ace trainers are people who are also ace as well as the best Pokemon, uh, trainers in the world, because they you focus can't on have nothing any, but you Pokemon can't training. be sexual and be the yeah. best Pokemon you trainer. Can't, in the you world. can't be distracted. Yeah, it's true. No, it's too much <laughs> so that's a little, a little represent, a little representation for our ace, our ace folks out there. Though also, I like to think that the ace trainers in some of the games are all the chaotic bisexuals because they're like the really hot brooding dudes and the really <laughs> exactly. like gorgeously hot blonde women who all have like lopany. And I was like, why do you have one of the the forbidden design furry loving Pokemon, oh, man, with your lopany? Um, I so I think I like I'm obsessed with the Eevee dancing sisters from from Johto. Oh my god, yeah, the the like kimono dance. So I would l- probably do some form of like Pokemon perform. Like I love the clown. The clown, and especially because I'm replaying Diamond and Pearl right now, or Pearl, um, they're big guys, they're chubby guys. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. I also would love oh, to actually, be- Oh, actually, I'm super- sorry, wait. There, there's one that I forgot. Uh, in Sun Moon, I would love to be just one of the hype men for for that gym leader that is exactly who i would want to be like yeah, that so is good. fantastic just like die hard fan like yes i love yeah. you i don't care if you win yeah you're a professional pokemon simp like that yeah. <laughs> i feel fantastic. like they just couldn't call them simp yeah i feel like either that or like i would just be like a young person but being a wizened old man along the way Oh yeah, uh, but also, but also because I still dress like a teenager from the '90s now. Uh, you know, also cool trainer, but it's like, are you like 35? It's like, no, I'm a cool trainer. My rattata is gonna wait the floor with you. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Shorts are cool. <laughs> Listen, it's hot in the Viridian Forest. I got lost, and this is just what I got to do now. Okay, okay, it's fine. Which just uh-huh. makes me think. Which, okay, also, Dean, you're old enough to appreciate this too, but the got to be a master CD of the music, the music that they like, the American side of things wrote that they would like do the music videos for after. Mm -hmm. But like, all I can think of is we're on the road to Viridian CD. What a banger of a track. What a banger. What a bop. A couple years ago, I got the actual sheet music for the To Be A Master album off eBay. And it is my prized possession also because it's got um, uh, the uh, 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 best friend. It's like to the end. I will be with you like that too. I was like, I just want to walk into an audition and be like, uh, yes, I'm going to be singing a song from the 1990s anime Pokemon. Thank you. I guarantee uh, you get away with it depending on the show. Like oh, it, it probably right anymore. Honestly, they're probably just like, yeah, whatever. As long as you're not singing Santa Fe from newsies, <laughs> like, I'm looking at you chaotic tenors. I'm looking at you. No one, no one wants to hear your money note in Santa Fe. Cause believe you me at nine 45 in the morning, it's nobody's money note, <laughs> but okay. So you said you'd also be a hype man for that one gym leader, but Dean, what if you were a gym leader? What is your Ooh, conventional yeah. gym type? 
No, oh god, because it's so rough because you said conventional and unconventional. My unconventional type is so much cooler than my conventional. Well, that type. well, that's the whole point, and that's why I came with the unconventional type because I love to think I love like on design shows or like drag race. Anytime they're like, this is the non-conventional runway challenge. You have to make things out of dollar store items. You have to make everything out of colostomy bags. And I go, bring it the fuck on. Yeah. And I was just like, well, anybody can decide to be a single type gym leader, but it's also important. So well, what would your single type gym be? I think it would probably end up being, it's hard to say between electric and fire. Like I'm a basic bitch. Like it's one of those two. Because, like, my spirit Pokemon is probably Growlithe. It's just, I know who I am. Oh, at this good point. boys. Yeah, I mean, you exactly. are a good boy like, as well. Deeply I mean, loyal. You know. But, yeah. uh, but no, I think I'd, I'd probably want to go electric uh, because my boy Joltik is going to be like my friend. But um, also, you're a musician and you're a sound guy. So, well, like, so here's here's where it gets interesting. I am a firm believer that they need to add the sound type to the Pokemon series. Mm -hmm. There is no mm -hmm. reason for it not to exist. We've got Loudred. We've got Volbeat. We've got uh, Cricketune. We've got all of the sound Pokemon, Gigglypuff. We've got everything that we need for this different typing. And the gym would be fantastic. It would be a rhythm game like DDR or like <gasps> one of those like rhythm uh -huh. music ones. And that's mm -hmm. how you would have to get through the challenge in order to get to fight the gym leader. Now, I'm still kind of lost as to like what the typing should be on this. Like, and I don't know, like, okay, well, what should it be strong against? What should it be weak to? Like, I've been parsing this out for the past couple of days. I'm like, all right, well, but like, okay, it should probably relate to electricity the same way that like rock and ground have like similar mm -hmm. kinds of resistances. Yeah. So like sound should be good against dark, I think. And ghost, I would think, because again, it's like what can cut through an intangible thing, but like an echolocating wave. Like you can yeah. just, you can just, you can literally just like a uh, dis disrupt things with it. So like, you know, it could be one of those that it's a crazy strong type because pretty much any Pokemon with ears could be super susceptible to it. We'll see, but I like the idea that it would be ineffective against certain types. Yeah. Like they like, there'd be certain ones like probably fairy. It's like ineffective against. <gasps> uh-huh. Um, mm -hmm. Like actually I thought ghost, it would be ineffective because they're not corporeal. So it like could, it also it could, yeah. yeah. But I think dark would be great. I think psychic, oh, yeah. I think for it to I think for it to be super strong against psychic would be awesome to like great, have something yeah. that breaks psychic, yeah. Yeah, and then like everything else, I'm kind of thinking it'd probably be normal. Uh, I'm trying to think through the types. Um yeah, I think and what would it be weak to? You know, like that's the uh, water. Mm -hmm. It has to be weak to water because sound doesn't pass mm -hmm. through water very well. Um yeah probably weak to and, water weak to or rock like rock or ground oh, yeah. because it can it can stop sound so but weak to steel too <gasps> yeah yeah that definitely. would be fun that would it would be some very specific times to use it but that would be very fun yeah but no i think that type needs to exist because we frankly already have it it's just a matter of them putting it in there yeah because you could even add like you could even give ones like zubat and noivern oh they finally have it yeah they could give you could give them they can learn some of the skill set but not necessarily be part of it but it also makes sense because they are bats even woobat if you wanted to do it too yeah give them absolutely. give them part of moves from it there are so, so many sound pokemon like they just they already exist like why are mm -hmm. we even playing anymore you know like well, just, and like why is why is disarming voice a fairy type move 
Like yeah, that seems like it should be. Yeah. Because also most Pokemon would have access to sound type moves. I mean, anything yes, that roars, absolutely or should be a sound mm-hmm. type move. Absolutely. Growl even could, you could even, Roar, you growl, could even argue that. Yeah. All yeah. of Screech. Oh, Screech. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have did? a thought? Yeah. Do you have a thought of other than maybe Joltik, who would be in your electric gym? Oh yeah. So it would be uh, Joltik. It would be, uh, I would have a Raichu, not a Pikachu. Uh, I think that makes oh, of sense. course. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's his gym. You know, you got to do it. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then who else would be? Oh, um, from Sun Moon, the uh, electric poison type, because that is the most <gasps> badass typing that has uh-huh. ever come into Pokemon. Um, mm. Yeah, that one for sure. Um, let's see who else in the electric Magnemite, because electric and steel oh, yeah. just to uh, take care of that. Um, electric. Fairy. Now, would you, would you be Magnemite? Would you be, uh, Dedenne is electric. Dedenne, yeah, it'd be Dedenne, yeah. I'd have to add in there. Yeah. I love, I think it's really important when a gym leader or when you're building a gym, if it's not just one type, but you go, okay, I want a, I, you know, we're doing ground. Okay, I'm going to do a ground fighting. I'm going to do a ground steel. I'm going to do a ground grass. I'm going to do a ground water. Like having, because then it's so much harder for anyone's team to come in and just nerf through your team. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really important aspect. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then uh, uh, Lantern would be the, the <gasps> Lantern. Mm-hmm. one. Yeah. yeah. Like Lantern is a great, I mean, talk about great typing and great design. Mm-hmm. Like I love mm-hmm. Lantern. Like when I, I saw love- Jinxiao for the first time in Johto, it was like, really? Oh my God, uh-huh. I think it's unbeatable. Can I also tell you something controversial? We need more fire water type, water yeah. fire type. Because mm-hmm. like right now we don't have many, I think it's just Volcanion right now might be the only one. It is, yeah. And I, I we just need more. One, because my friend Kevin Gads, uh, he said that if his gym was a gym, he would have the like, um, it would be a water fire gym, which I think is super exciting. Oh. Um, but also because again, he's uh, uh, he's the one that uh, got me to think about it. That all bisexual people love Scorbunny. Uh, That's true. <laughs> uh, so, whatever your your conventional gym, that's a thing. It is whatever it is. Let's talk your unconventional gym so give me what the pitch is and then give me the team and what your concept for what you would theme the gym around so the sound gym is a series of rhythm like challenges Mm -hmm. again to ddr guitar hero etc etc use your different buttons on the switch um or potentially get a special controller who knows um and then all of the obviously all of the sound type moves and sound type Pokemon that clearly exist are part of the gym. So you've got Volbeat, you've got Loudred, you've got uh, Jigglypuff, you've got Krikatoon, um, you've got oh who else is there? Um, there's a couple more that I'm absolutely missing out on, but those would be the you know, in the kind of running, I think sound type would have to be somewhere around like the third or fourth gym badge in the game. Yeah. Because you'd have to start incorporating that type pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, oh man. And in this gym, like you get through one of the challenges and it just kind of like unlocks um, and you have to basically get on a stage and like do dance moves in conjunction with everything. Then if you mess them up, you get booted back to the earlier challenge so that you can practice. Oh. So it's, it's kind of like the, the, um, 
and Diamond and Pearl, the super cool show that you can compete in, but you have to dance. Your Pokemon have to dance and you have to do yeah, the, yeah. the rhythm game. That's, I think that's such a fun idea. And I think there should be more ways to employ mini games that aren't figuring out a path in a gym. Yeah. I think like, because also I'm just going to, as a neurodivergent my person myself who uh, had a doctor definitely be like, I think you are definitely somewhere on the spectrum. And I went, oh, that makes a ton of sense. Now, uh, I just, there needs to be things for more kids who need things that are like deeply interesting, but also have variation. So give, give, give people some mini games, give people yeah. some different things that, you know, you have to work towards. It's not just nerfing through because also a lot of times I've, uh, I've felt going back and playing some of the other games that the people you have to defeat to get to the gym leader are nowhere near as strong as the gym leader. And so it's yeah, kind of pointless. To have to... And like all they're really doing is wasting your, your PP, like, mm -hmm. and, and grinding you down and having you either run out every time. Cause what I also think would be interesting is if every time you left the gym, it reset all of the stooges and oh. you still had to go through everybody. Yep. Cause I just did the, the, the ice gym in Pearl. And so you've got to, you've got to destroy all the snow, the, the big snowballs. And yep. every time you leave the gym, they all respawn. And yep. so I was like, you know, it should be a reason. Cause this is one of the first times that I've worked on like a really cohesive team. And so I've been like, well, listen, I'm going to make sure I always have 20 of each potion type and 20 of each uh -huh. like in my, in, it's the first time I've played really kind of smart with it. Um, and the first time I've nuzlocked. And so it's just one of those, I was like, I think if oh, you leave that gym, it's Ooh. my first nuzlocke. And, but I'm going easy on myself of, um, I can catch as many Pokemon as I want but because it gives you the option of immediately sending it to a box or sending it to your party that once it's added to my party, it is forever there and I cannot change it or take them out. And so I was very smart and like, I've got a Staraptor, a Machamp, a Rapidash, um, a Torterra. Who else do right. I have? Oh, a Luxray, a Luxray mm -hmm. and, and a Golduck. So I've got all of my things covered, but I, it made me be very strategic, but also because this game has crazy amounts of experience share. It was really easy to have a team that's yeah. all cohesive together. Um, so, but I love that idea, Dean. I think it's great. Um, now what I, so for everyone listening at home, I do give our guests the questions ahead of time because I'm not a monster, but what they don't know is that I have also come up with an unconventional gym for every single guest. And I try, I try because I know 99% of the guests that are coming on. I try to do something that I think will be fun to, for, so, uh, Dean, for yours, my gym is just going to be called the den. And I think you'll understand. And I'll explain to you what the theming is after because it wouldn't be for a kid's game. So I typically try to do this where I have never, I don't repeat Pokemon between non-conventional gyms. And I try to only use um, no legendaries, no mythic. Now, right. this first Pokemon is technically considered a mythical Pokemon, but I also don't consider Pokemon that evolve as mythic. It's like Vulcan, uh, the, the, the moth. I was like, it's technically a mythic, oh, yeah. but it's not. Oh, Volcarona, so, yeah. Yeah, Volcarona, yeah. So I'm starting with Cub Fu from Sword and Shield from the uh, from the expansion because he's just a uh -huh. little, he's just he's just a little guy. He's just a little little guy. Um, but then when you get through him, you think, oh, maybe it's not going to be this bad. And then a Pengaro shows up, <laughs> and then a Baratic shows up. 
oh. and then a be- and then a beware shows up. But it's then a- Snor, but then Snorlax shows up. <laughs> and then once you get through my Snorlax, the final wall of this gym is an Ursa Luna. It's a bear gym. It's a bear gym. <laughs> uh, and so it would have it would have light. Um, light leather bar um, oh, design gosh, aspects. It would it would just be like the chubby camper guy, the chubby sailor guy, the chubby guy with the mustache who's oh, older. So, so it's all the oh, bears. Yeah. It's like a bear. It's like a bear bar, uh, which I just think is astounding. Literally, I just said it's the dinner. It's my big bear boys. My big boys. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, my other ones I've done have been like a dragon's net. It's called the dragon's next, and it's all derpy dragons. Oh, or, the, there's a lot of derpy dragons in this year. Uh, there is, like, or or I've done the house gym, which is all psychic ghost type, but it's like a it's like a um underground German rave, um, or the pastel goth gym, which is all psychic poison because that's my new favorite dual typing that came about in Sword and Shield because I fucks with the Galarian Slowbro and Slow King. I think they're fantastic. But then also, then I could also play with Galarian Rapidash in there because she's the most regal, one of the most regal Pokemon that has ever existed. I -hmm. found this at Target the other day and I was so excited. It's just a tin. Yeah. It's it's a card. It came with cards in it, but it's. I was like, ooh, that'd be a regal, like a regal girls' gym, like that, and a Lapras and a Lopany. Sorry, as we go back. Um, so we've talked through your proposed gym, your unconventional, and your conventional. But what would your champions team be? Like, what is your dream right. team? Again, no go. mythics, lo- no legendary, Easy. no mythics. But what Easy. is your Easy. what is your dream team? All right, so we've got Joltik. Gotta have them. Because yeah. what is better than swamping the elite floor, the elite four with, with this tiny boy? Uh, we've got Karakasta, the rock uh-huh. water type. Um, uh-huh. We've got Drag Algae, the poison fairy type. Or yeah, it was poison dragon or poison fairy, poison dragon, poison dragon, uh, poison dragon. Yeah, yeah, Drag Algae. Uh, then I've got uh, okay. Hold on, who else do I have here? Uh, there was. Hold on, wait. It's actually written down because I I needed to write it down. Uh, good, good. There we go. Uh, I've got. All right. Cool. Rillaboom. Yes, I, I love um, my big gorilla boy with his dreads. I love. Like, how him. can you not love him? Uh, Pharisee. Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm, and Typhlosion, but the Galarian form. <gasps> I love that derpy looking, so like sleepy face. Sleepy. Oh, I love him. But I yeah, that him. is my champion team. You can't beat it. Uh, that honestly, Dean, and it also fits with you. Like, I feel like you would be driving around in like a mystery machine style van with these Pokemon. Yep. You would be you would be jamming out with campers as the you would be trading like company and help sitting at camps for curry. Like I think that's um, just or like sandwiches. Like I just see this like, like just like knowing, a regular peace corps. I love that. Yeah, literally like literally I I also just see you kind of being from a region that's kind of like the Hudson Valley. Like I just be like knowing you, it all kind of checks out that like you're from a mountainous town, like all of see, these I things, like but it, you've traveled all Johto. over. Like it's like gotta be Johto. Yeah. Johto, yeah. It's not Kanto. Yeah. It's Johto. Like it, there's just a lot of mountains. Yeah. I'm probably from the, the, uh, the last town. Um, uh-huh. What is it? 
uh, not Mahogany Town, the one right after. Um, I can't remember any of the names. I'm I'm yeah. so old. I just don't remember. Any of no, them. it's okay. Um, <laughs> so what is so? This is another question that I didn't give you, but is now dawning on me. What is a Pokemon that deserves a regional type or uh, that hasn't gotten one yet, and what would its new typing be? Ooh, ooh, this one's fun give me two seconds because uh, it's also i feel like they don't like to explore really outside of the first two gens for the regional variations with yeah, a few true. exceptions and i like i think some of the later pokemon later in the game just like that have come out later really deserve that other variation that well, i would have said taros but we got that like this yeah. gen so that was my answer before, but now, oh gosh, um, something that needs a regional type that one of the most underused fucking Pokemon that can possibly exist, let me think. Uh... Oh, I just thought oh. of one. I think slacking. <gasps> slacking. Ah, what would his new typing be? Uh, new typing. Ooh, because he's slacking all the time. Uh, I would probably hmm, let me think about that. Because it definitely like needs a refresher. I, I would love to see slacking get something new. Um I would say. We don't need another fairy type. We've already gotten through that too much. Uh, There's never enough fairy type, Dean. What are you talking about? Oh, true. <laughs> uh, I would probably give him, well, I mean, it depends on the region he's from. Like, if, for example, like if, if it was from like, actually ghost. Thank you. I was just going to say ghost. Yeah, and ghost. can I jump? I'm going to piggyback off this. So like uh, from a liberal arts background, great Dean. I love that point. I'm just kind of piggyback and keep going with that. Um, <laughs> I really want a South American, like a deep Mayan Aztec rooted Ooh. game yeah. and have him be like, they were the like do a giant tree sloth because that's really what he is, yeah. but do it where they were the old temple guardians Mm. And that he he was waiting for so long that they just like go in between your second and third form, he dies and becomes a ghost. Yeah. I think that would just be so I love that. in genius. that region. You need Requaza to come back as like the Quetzalcoatl <gasps> kind of like, uh huh, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, see, I would love that to be one of the we go back in time and Ooh. it'd be a different that would see, be that a fun would one, be fantastic too. That would be so good. Hey, Nerf Herders. You sure you want to go with that? Hey, everyone? There we go. More inviting. Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Casey. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on another pass, we sit down with cool guests to look at movies that we find fascinating. But flawed. And we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push. We're not experts. We just believe in criticism. Uh, constructive criticism. Sure. So come take another pass at some movies with us. And every now and then, we can celebrate movies that did it on their own, too. You can find us at CertainPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it on. 
that's I love that I I that's a conversation I always love to have it's just like well what what other also at this point I really think the way to give Evie an evolution that's a normal type is to give it a uh a regional variation which I think could be really fun even though even though I've really said but then the only thing it can do is evolve into normal type that's all yeah like it's just incapable anywhere else Mm -hmm. like that's interesting but also because we can nobody can really argue about like what Evie is everybody's like oh it's like that cute little like foxy thing I think its evolution should be bigger and scarier than Arcanine like just make it a big warhound terrifying yeah like I think that would be I also just think every generation should not be able to exist without more EV evolutions because it's been three since I think we did we get one in Scarlet and Violet? I heard a rumor no, that we I got don't one. believe so. Because this would have been the perfect generation to do a ghost and fighting type. Yeah. But whatever, what do I know? I'm only a fan who's a designer who's very immersed, but whatever. Yeah, yeah why whatever. So I know everybody's always asked for the idea of a game where you could open world where you could pick early on whether you got to be the hero or if you could join the villain syndicate mm. but i'm sure it can never happen because parents would be like y'all made my child evil so now my child's gonna go play dungeons and dragons and worship the devil uh, because of your pokemon <laughs> so if out of all of the pokemon generations if you could join one villain team what would it be it, it honestly it's got to be the og team rocket like okay. I, just, I can't imagine a a more nefarious and totally inept team to join than Team Rocket itself. They're quite evil. And what's funny is the teams have gotten less and less evil over time. Um, I feel like for me, part of it would be Team Galactic just because I actually really kind of approved with what they were doing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's there's some real fakes there. Like, yeah, yeah. they're great. Um, But I'm going evil like yeah. i don't want to be like if i'm choosing evil i'm trying to choose evil i'm not oh, trying yeah. to choose You're evil choosing. i get along with yeah. i'm like nope yeah. time to be no. bad yeah um i also for uh daddy reasons uh team aqua because archie i mean how could you daddy who um <laughs> who we but then also just because i'm ridiculous and they were ridiculous as team flair though i would be the one that's like do we have to do that does it does it have to be this color red does it does it have to be this color red oh, our hair does t- oh does it have to be oh okay whoever was in charge of costuming for them really didn't have a budget to work with no. they had a lot of red dye left over from the last production they they, they they had about four different sets of costumes from four different productions of all white flower drum songs and they just ran with it they just they just they just had to bring together a couple king and i productions and that's just you know they, it's, they had a really failed production of carrie where all the fake blood was the only thing they had left yeah it's true oh it's uh, somebody accidentally uh dropped kool-aid into the all white pro- uh, costumes for hair and that's just what they ah. ended up with like it's just a thing <laughs> you just gotta roll with it you know budget cuts it's tough it happens listen villainy live villainy doesn't pay the bills like it used to like it's just a thing i mean now, how else are they gonna buy that bicycle 
<laughs> it's true. They're just going to steal it. I mean, honestly, they just steal things, but they do. You have to have a pretty good tech base, like tech budget to be a villain team. Cause like, also there's never been a villain team that didn't have at least multiple headquarters and towers with like crazy amounts of scientists. But like, if I've learned anything, get a couple of the incel bros together and like, you can get all the like douchey scientists in the world to come to your side. Oh, like, I feel easy. like yeah. go to two or three Pokemon universities with some incel talk and like you you've got a science team like yeah and, and you'll you, get there and you'll be able to try and control time and space like it, yeah but yeah. it's kind of smell really funny because nobody washes their ass like yep they're afraid of it it's true because it might be a little gay and th- those but then they also hate that the overall leaders are women too. Wow. It's almost like I just finished watching She-Hulk or something. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we talk about nostalgia and fandoms and us coming back to it. I mean, so I love, so Dean and I, every time we chat, it always comes up that one of our favorite memories from undergrad is playing this game called Wizard Staff. And Ryan and I were battling for who could build the next length of their wizard stuff because we got there. And it resulted in us having a real role played battle across Main Street of New Paltz, New York of us battling Pokemon. And I actually got the music out and, and, and Dean got the music out as well as refereed this LARPing Pokemon battle at what two in the morning. Absolutely. Was, it was probably like midnight because everybody was like yeah. toiling into Jordans, but like we were good because like we were like three quarters of the ways through our staff at that point, too. Cause oh, you had God. to build like 15, like it was it was a lot, not our best time. I don't drink anymore, but no, I think because Ryan, those actually years. so you both actually <laughs> hit both of those together. <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh god. So yeah, so but like I just it's one of those wonderful stories it's 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 that moment where I just knew when you got that group of friends that you're like oh these these people are the reals they're the real reals but it's also those moments of like you know I was in my early 30s you guys were in your mid-20s like but we're still talking about this thing that we've been talking about since we were kids what is it about Pokemon that makes you keep coming back well, if I can give like a little anecdote, please um, do do, and this doesn't relate to my love of the games. Uh, well, it does relate to my love of the games, but not my love of the mainline games. Um, so, the first when Pokemon Go came out, like that first summer, like I don't think anyone in this world will ever know true peace the way that that summer brought people together. So that was my first national tour as a musician. I was going from place to place that I'd never been before. I I barely left New York state and I was going across the country and back. And the only thing that I had to kind of like tether me to any sense of like, I don't know, just like comfort was Pokemon go. And I would walk Mm -hmm. into a random park, beautiful day, gorgeous architecture, like things I'd never seen before in my entire life. And I'd find some other schmucks playing Pokemon Go in that same spot because I found this Pokestop right in the middle of this spot. And and we would just talk and hang out. And we'd just like chat about like what bonded us together about this. Mm -hmm. Like I have, to be honest, I think the reason I keep coming back to Pokemon is because it's the deepest comfort like literally like playing pokemon when your parents are fighting in the car on the way back home 
from something in playing Game Boy by the streetlight, like that, mm-hmm. like flashes in and you're like, oh, I can hit that move. And then you wait for the next streetlight and oh, I can do it again. Like it's just it's a, a deep level of comfort that comes with that, plus a level of companionship. I mean, like look, my, me and my fiance, we actually make a holiday out of the day that the Pokemon game comes out every year. Like we get excited. We plan it. I made a baked brie with apricot preserves. Like, yeah, we're adults now. We do adult things. Like we're working on all that, but Mm -hmm. it still is just this sense of, I don't know. Like if there was one imaginary world I would want to live in, it's that one because there's Mm -hmm. just a level of camaraderie. It's a, it's a world built on camaraderie Mm -hmm. of you find a friend and then you work together to do something and you fight together for something you believe in and you work hard. And I don't know, I think all the core values of what Pokemon actually represents are great for human beings from a deep sense, from your soul, from your philosophy, like ethos, pathos, logos, like it, it fits Mm -hmm. all the bill. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's why I keep coming back because it just, it represents a level of comfort, camaraderie, and a value system that I agree with, like pretty mm-hmm. much implicitly, you know, except for the whole, you know, like, oh, it's dog fighting, it's animal abuse. I'm like, they right. want to do it. Like, they, they want to do yeah. it. We're friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're in this together. But because that is that is the thing people forget is that like if your Pokemon does not want to battle and your Pokemon does not trust you, it won't listen to a single thing. It won't do do anything. It won't fight. Yeah. So, I mean, it's true. It's like as like woke progressives, we have to like be like, well, it is kind of dogfighting with children. But, you know, also, you know, I love Power Rangers and Zordon literally traveled through time and space to capitalize on child soldiers to fight an intergalactic war. So, like, what's Pokemon at the end of the day? Yeah, truly, like, like, let's, let's pick our battles where we can. Like, yeah, yeah, nothing's perfect. The world's not perfect, but Pokemon is. Yeah, and at really, as far as like fantasy realms go, it's the closest thing to a true utopia that we would find. That's yeah, not literally it's, it's just free healthcare. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> listen you can walk into a place and just be healed if you need it i mean sign me up frankly yeah, I'm like, into it. i would literally also i would also be fine just walking around with a chancy if it meant that i could be you know i also do that's the one thing i liked about detective pikachu and i know a lot of things people say a lot a lot of things about that movie i loved mm-hmm. that movie um i'm a uh, want a sequel but i love that idea that a lot of people just kind of bonded with one pokemon and it wasn't quite yeah. the digimon thing but like you know they had a partner it's pokemon in it and it was a friend and it complimented them. And I thought that's really important and really special because also I, we do see that in Pokemon a lot that a lot of people that we um, encounter only have one, maybe two Pokemon. And a lot of them pick Pokemon that like help them with their job. Like you having yeah. a Joltik would be great in your job. Or it's like me, that's why I always say if I had to pick a Pokemon partner, it would be Espeon because doing quick changes and stuff would be so much easier. And being a designer would be so much easier with an Espeon. Like, yeah. I just imagine having all of these fun psychic Pokemon that help make theater magic happen. And I think that's a great idea. Like it's, but that summer was so important also. Cause I believe that was the summer you graduated from New Paltz too, right? Yep, that was it a, was, yeah. I graduated so, and immediately left on my first national tour. So, it was crazy. So it's, it's also like, that's kind of fun thinking about like you went on your first big adventure as like an adult after you did this monumental thing. And you also got to like have Pokemon along the way. My first you, is, real Pokemon. Yeah. It, it all and, lined up in the most, yeah. just truly it's, it's one of those times in my life that I look back on and I'm like, that was gold, like and absolute gold. I was yeah. working at a, 
theater in Massachusetts when it was released and I was making shit money because I was an intern, but I wanted to work there. So I did that thing where I was like, I'm just going to have shit money. And it's like, I walked a mile and a half to and from work every day. And so like, I, yeah, but I walked through the center of town and as the weeks were going on and people were like, they were, I could like walk through where people were just like amassed and I could like meet the locals. And like, that was really fun. And like bonded sitting in the green room and like being like, wow, it's tech week. And there's an awful lot of drowsies around this theater. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but it, it was really the one thing that helped us get through. Cause I even remember there were people in that town that were running around giving away ash hats, like ash ketchum hats. That's to everybody awesome. that was playing like it. And it was so truly a unifying moment. And like going back to school that fall for my last year, mm-hmm. like every weekend walking around campus and in new Paltz, which is a super walkable area and it's a beautiful oh, yeah. town, but just in masses of people. And this was even pre raids, just playing Pokemon. And then when I went back like two years later, when raids had been introduced and my sister was finishing up school and like spending time with my friends, they're doing raids. Like it's just, Pokemon Go also brings a lot of people to the franchise who have never touched Pokemon in any other way. Yeah. And how they know Pokemon is Pokemon Go. And to me, that is just as legitimate of being a fan as anything else. And I think that is very, very fun, which ultimately brings us to my last question. It's Dean, as a man of ideas, as a man of, of dreams and thoughts and things, what is your hopeful future for the franchise? What are you hoping the most for? Uh, I th- I'm hoping that it kind of takes the real leap into AR mm-hmm. um, and that we can actually play an experience where some of this is just a little more real than it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am looking forward to the day where I can like catch a Pokemon and then it just be my friend and mm-hmm. like walking around with that thing. You know, I just, I, yeah, pretty much. Except like it, you know, let's say it was like Google Glass, yeah. you know, like you would yeah. have your friend just like chilling. You know, I mean, I think that and also even forgetting about that, I mean, like if we're just going from just purely simple, I just hope that it keeps expanding and keeps mm-hmm. growing and that the mm-hmm. fandom doesn't eat itself alive like so many tend to do. Then that we can just allow new people in without being weird gatekeepers because it's big enough where you don't have to gatekeep, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, look, if I have children one day, I'm going to make them choose between Charmander, Squirtle and Bulbasaur and, you know, put them up for adoption if they choose Squirtle. But it's <laughs> you know. We love the Squirtle squad. It's fine. <sighs> I mean, only straight people would pick Squirtle, but whatever, it's fine. Whatever, it's true it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, like honestly i just i i look forward to this being a thing like even today like that was just talking to my fiance like wow we've like made a holiday of pokemon day for the mm-hmm. past like three years so mm-hmm. like i look forward to so many more of these where we just straight yeah. up cancel work and mm-hmm. just enjoy a day off i mean hell it's hard to find something that is worth that you know, especially like just to share it with people that you care about. Like, you know, whenever like you get your game booted up, send me your friend code. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, let's play some raids together. Like, it's because you can now. We've got co ops now, which I think I know, is so it's exciting. So cool. mm-hmm. I, and but, I think for a lot of us too, like in this pre, like post pandemic world, like 
we're all seeking anything we can that brings us joy and brings us together. And I think if this is just one more thing that could keep bringing us together, I mean, because also within the next two years, uh, Universal Studios Osaka and Universal Studios Orlando, Orlando a little more, are going to have a Pokemon theme park inside of their walls. Like you're going to be able to go and experience things and do things like it's going to be incredible. So like, it's I I mean, in the Japanese government of more than anything is like, embracing pokemon as part of their legacy and culture like depending on what regions you're in in japan like manhole covers have pokemon on them like their pokemon center like it's just it's so important i mean and even like places like singapore korea thailand have fully embraced pokemon in so many ways and like do their own things like you can walk into 7-eleven and buy a whole meal of pokemon themed food like Which i just I think, saw that on tiktok and i was like uh-huh. oh I love oh, him wow. so much. Like, oh, yeah. That's it's, probably really bad for you. But you know what? Like, I mean, most Asian food, even when it's worst, it's still better than most American food that we see at convenience stores. I mean, because I know you've been on the road before. I've been on the road. I love oh, me oh, some oh. like roller taquitos and hot dogs. Like, I will fuck oh, with yeah. those. They but, like they really get you through. Oh, yeah. Give, but give me a Bulbasaur melon tea at the end of the day. Like, I'll take it in a ghastly yeah. donut. Sounds like the fucking dream. But Dean, did you know that on every broadcast, we'll be giving away a free digital download code to the Pokemon TCG online app. So today's password (laughs) is Joltek. So be the first to respond on our Instagram story and it will be yours. Now, Dean, thank you for taking a break from your journey to be the best that ever was to be on the show we appreciate it and we appreciate you anytime this was a blast what a great way to celebrate pokemon day where can people find you online if you want people to find you online oh geez uh you can find me at two places uh my uh my music handle is dean d-e-a-n cajone c-a-j-o-n-e-y because uh, <laughs> you my, play a cajon <laughs> you got it and then uh, my business's handle uh mercurial coffee co uh m-e-r-c-u-r-i-a-l coffee c-o-f-f-e-e-c-o uh you can find that on instagram i'm a professional coffee roaster i run an espresso cart um we're just about to make some massive expansions to our business for this coming year so yeah, music and coffee, uh, and obviously Pokemon. And uh, I'm working on a solo record that has a hell of a lot of Pokemon references for some Yay! reason. So it's going to be fun. So what Pokemon would you have helping you roast your coffee beans? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I just imagine you having a couple really like wise, sweet, always smiling and squinting Torkoal. Like I, I think just... that works. Yeah, yeah. I think it's got to be Torkoal. Uh, oh wait, but I'm trying to think if there might be another one. It has to be a very like calm fire type. Uh, no, it's it's Torkoal. Yeah, it's got to be Torkoal. Just because they're silly and derpy and they're moving slow, but I could just see them like curled up in the back of a van too, hanging out with you. But I also could see you with like a cute little like alcreme too, like they always just give you a little green latte art. Yeah. yeah, doing the latte art. I think that'd be so funny. Oh, or you could have a growlith have a little growlith good boy just sitting there going just doing a little ember just oh no he doesn't roast the coffee he just heats the coffee it's true like he (laughs) just sits under it (laughs) that's so cute all right folks 
Thank you, Dean, for being with us. Coming up next, we have Oak's Pokemon Talk. And later, tune in for Burma's Password, where real people win real prizes. As always, I'm your Poke host, Maddie Limerick. And until next time, friends, it's you and me and Pokemon. Thank you for listening to The Champion's Path, a Pokemon podcast presented by Saturday Morning Confidential, a part of the Certain POV Media Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential and on Instagram at SMC Podcast. There you can follow our link tree to every podcast platform under the sun where you can listen to our show. You can find us along with all of the incredible shows on the Certain POV Network at CertainPOV.com. Saturday Morning Confidential and Dreamer Productions do not own Pokemon. In games or media form, this show is purely for entertainment and educational purposes only. And our ending credit music is Jungle Cavern by Brett Eaglestein. Join us next time for another journey down the champion's path. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.